Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is episode 230. And today's episode is a continuation of last week's episode. There were so many goodies that Angela brought to bear in 229. We had to split it up into two episodes here. So this is the continuation of episode 229, where we get into cool thing number two and cool thing number three. And can't wait to get you listening to what the third thing is here to some of the tools that Facebook has now just will blow you away. So take a listen to episode 230 here with Angela Ponsford. Take it away, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Let's do it. Let's keep going. All right. So the number two very cool thing that's going on in the agency is what, Ange? And this is some pretty badass stuff as well. (laughs) Yes. We increased use of the ads reporting tool in Ads Manager. Yeah. Now, this is something that they've had ads reporting. It's been a feature. It's been available for a while. I can't even remember when they introduced it. Probably last year, maybe even. Think so, but yeah. yeah, it really wasn't something that we were using much at all. We were, you know, pulling data. I've used, you know, there's a, an Excel tool that you can link with Facebook. I'd used that quite a bit. We'd look at supermetrics and, you know, there's other tools that we've used. But the ads reporting tool is actually really quite excellent at the moment. So that's the next big thing that we're using. And I just want to like talk about a few specific examples of how it's really helping us to troubleshoot and to make better decisions on our ads and what ads we're advertising and really just advise the customer on some things. So just give us a little bit of an idea, just like you did with custom conversions and standard events inside Ads Manager. Where are you going for ads reporting and how do people set this up? Totally. So same thing as for going to the custom conversions up in the top left corner of your screen, it will say ads manager. You click on that, you'll get the drop down, go down to all tools at the bottom. And then under that same column that custom conversions is in the measure and report column, it says ads reporting. So you'll click on that and then it will bring you into your reports dashboard. Now, just one thing on the ads reporting It's a little bit funky right now, just in terms of sometimes it's not particularly easy to search or filter for the reports. The reports themselves are there. It's just not, I think they're they're still going to be making updates in this ads reporting tool. But for all intents and purposes, it's an amazing tool. Just if you do see little glitches in it, that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, it's not bad though. I mean, the the left-hand column, yeah, I mean, it makes it kind of so you don't have to like, click one thing and then save and then come out of it and go back. It's all kind of right there, but it is glitchy. I mean, everything inside the ads manager is glitchy and we don't use any third-party tools. Like a lot of agencies use third-party tools to manage ads. We use the good old ads manager with reporting. We found that, you know, the reporting tool 
and how Facebook reports is the most accurate reporting, mm-hmm. like bar none. Yep. So if you're not getting good reporting, you know, inside your ads manager, chances are you probably haven't set things up too well. And that was critical to the number one thing that we're doing inside the agency right now, which we already talked about. So go back and review that if that's part of your issue. So take us through the reporting tool and how we're using it inside tier 11 to really get granular on on results. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddies Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Yep. So there's three main features or three main ways that we're really using it at the moment. One is to give us better visibility on products that are being bought from product catalog campaigns. The second way is that we're using it to look at daily trends in ad accounts. That's really helping us to troubleshoot. If something has gone wrong, we're very quickly able to look back over whatever time period and see where changes happened. And then the third way we're using it is for custom metrics and particularly looking at conversion rates. And so being able just to kind of see that in the dashboard. So I'll talk through those three ways and kind of how you can set those up. So the first one, the visibility on products for product catalog campaigns. This is huge. And this is something that, you know, a customer had wanted more visibility. Like, you know, how do we know what exact products people are buying from my ads. Now, this is where this ties in with custom conversions as well. So you could do that. You could have visibility in Ads Manager on what product people are buying by creating a custom conversion using, you know, the event and some kind of parameter. Like, for example, if someone's buying a dog collar versus a dog bed, you might be able to segment based on the product that they're viewing. However, this is obviously specifically for an e-com business where you have a product catalog and you've got, you know, the catalog syncing with your Shopify store into Ads Manager. Mm -hmm. But could be used for info too. Yes, if you have a manual product catalog, for sure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's definitely something we've done in the past where you've created, yeah, a manual catalog with the content IDs. So 
What you would do in ads reporting, you come into the main dashboard and then you would call the report, whatever you want to name it. And then you'll come into the area where you've got your breakdowns and metrics on the left hand side. And that's really where you want to kind of start. Okay, what do you want to look at? So this example where we want to look at what products are people buying from my catalogue sales campaigns? So you want to have a column of campaign name, i.e. so you can see your campaign. And then the next column you've got is its product ID. And that will pull out, and I'm looking at a report right now for one of our customers and looking at like a cross-sell campaign that we've got running for level five traffic. So people that have already purchased. And I can see all the different products that people are buying from that campaign. And there's two products in particular that really are dominating over the other. There's about 12 products that people are buying off of that campaign. This customer has a lot of SKUs on the website in the health and wellness niche. Mm. Uh, but there's two two products, yeah, niche, two products in particular that are, are showing me as being the most popular ones and they're generating the most revenue from that campaign. So why is this useful? Well, one, it's useful. You can share this information with the customer and say, hey, this is what I'm seeing. These are the products that people are buying from this level five traffic DPA campaign. So they might want to say, okay, well, maybe we should start pushing that product a bit more to or other levels of traffic, or maybe, you know, they want to add, if they're thinking about new product lines, okay, maybe I'll add a different product based on the products that are selling. You might even want to think about creating a manual product catalog. So we've mentioned that before. That's where you can either create a catalog yourself of specific products. So rather than show people the whole catalog that you've got coming through from your store, you can just show them specific ones. You can also do that with product sets. If you are using your dynamic catalog sync from your e-commerce store, there's an option just to select specific products and show them in the DPA. So rather than just showing them things that people are just not buying in that dynamic ad, just game the system in your favor and the customer's favor for things that people actually want to buy from those campaigns. It's super useful information that you can see in ads reporting for particularly those catalog sales campaigns. Yeah, hundred percent. And well, the cool thing about this that I get kind of excited about too, is that you can look back 90 days, Yep. right? Mm -hmm. So when you go into ads manager, it defaults to 28 day click one day view, but in reporting, you can go back farther. Yeah, you can go way back in the reporting. Yeah, like we could look lifetime on this as well. So super useful. And again, particularly with, you know, I think this episode is going to go out just before Black Friday, particularly for Black Friday. Look, if you were running ads this time last year, go back and look and see what people were buying then. Yeah. Like particularly off and, these catalog sales ones. Yeah, for sure. Like go back to your November reporting inside ads reporting and then just find out like which ones were the big sellers if you have product IDs that are attached, which means that you do yep. have to actually do what we talked about in step one or sort of the first reveal yep. in the episode. But the point is, is that like, this is great data. Like for example, for this customer, it's like, it's plain as day. There's one product in particular. I'm like, why aren't we selling more of that to cold traffic? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> their level five audience is buying it at a fair clip and at a pretty low cost per acquisition. So yep. and if you just as a review, if you don't know what level five or level one, two, three, four are, make sure you go back to episode 145. That's where we explain all these terms. This is the Ecom ad amplifier that Ange is referencing here. Yeah. And, you know, being able to pull this out of some of those deeper level campaigns, but you can also do it for your level one, level two 
campaigns as well, can't you? As long as it's a catalog sales campaign, that's the one caveat with this report and ads reporting. It won't show you any of the product IDs for a conversion objective campaign. It has to be a catalog sales campaign. But, you know, for a lot of our customers, we are running these DABA campaigns, dynamic ads, broad audience, i.e. catalog sale campaigns to level one traffic. I'm just looking at this report right now as well, and I'm the same as you. I'm thinking, why are we not running ads to this product hmm. for level one? Because even the level three, four are buying it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty strong signal we're looking at here, which we're probably going to have to. Yeah. I'm sure Vic has already figured that out. I'm sure yeah. she's already on the case there. But totally. the point is, is that you can get some pretty good market intelligence here. And you're looking for anything, like in this particular case, I don't know how many SKUs they have, maybe 100. Oh, I think overall they've got, they've actually got over 500. Oh my God. Yeah, there's a lot. There are a lot. Yeah. But again, same thing, you know, you probably don't want a dynamic product ad to be showing some obscure product that hardly anybody buys, you know, right. use this data to eliminate the things that there's no point in showing to people in an ad, show them the things that they're more likely to buy. Yeah. In this case, we're always kind of from a directional perspective, what do you approach cold traffic with? So with 500 SKUs, there's a lot of choices. We don't really know what the market is going to buy or not buy, but through this retargeting level three, four, level five traffic data inside ads reporting, you can get a pretty strong signal that says, okay, people are going to buy that product. 116-357-33077. That's the one right mm -hmm. there that it's clear people are buying it. It's a good offer. Yep. So we should take that, pull that out, figure out campaigns, get our creative strategy team together, get our media buying team together and formulate a way to approach cold traffic for that product. Mm -hmm. All things being equal, you know, there's, there could always be sort of supply chain issues with it. It could be a shortage, could be like all things right there. You got to sort of factor into your business, you know, but figure out which products your customer really want to buy and sell more of them to cold traffic. And this will give you some clues through ads reporting as to which products those potentially are. Yeah. That's a super useful tool that is available now. And you just need to have those columns, the product ID column, and then link it to the campaign name. And then you'll see them all split out there. Yeah. You know, you can use this not just for like ads reporting. There's a lot of features to it. I think we're just sort of highlighting one of the coolest features here, but you can use ads reporting for any type of business and pull out the data that's most relevant to your business. For this one, it's obviously, it's more of an e-commerce brand, but you could definitely do the same sort of thing for an info business or for a product that doesn't have 500 SKUs and make reports that are most logical to show customer journey, as well as some of the things that we're going to get into in just a second. And the third coolest thing that we're doing with tier 11. So what else in reporting? Is there anything else that you want to share? Some, uh, some ninja yeah. stuff we're doing? I think the daily trends is one of the big thing we're using across multiple accounts now. And that's been able to look at a breakdown on a day-to-day -day basis and then just very quickly compare across various different parameters. And this also ties in with the custom metrics one that we were using. So one of the big things that 
I'm hoping that everybody who's running Facebook ads is looking at is your conversion rates. You know, what is your conversion rate link click to purchase? What is your conversion rate link click to add to car or to lead? Or what's your conversion rate view content to purchase? All those different conversion rates. And one of the downfalls of Ads Manager is that you can't actually see those inherently in the dashboard. There's no way to view them. You have to calculate them. But within Ads Reporting, you can actually create custom metrics and then see those metrics just like you would in Ads Manager. This and that's so cool. super cool. We're using this a lot and particularly for troubleshooting. That's where we're really seeing the benefit of it. So for example, you know, sometimes there's issues where Facebook goes down or sometimes the website goes down and you might not notice it immediately, but you can look back in these trends. And if you're checking in on this report on a daily basis, you're like, whoa, my conversion rate link click to purchase jumped from 1.6% to 0.8% on this day. What happened on this day? You know, we were spending the same, we were getting, you know, the same amount of clicks coming through, all these things. And then you can start, you know, looking back and going, okay, what changed on this day? Why was it so bad? And then, you know, what did we do? What changes were we making with the ads? Was the customer making any changes? Were they split testing something on the website that we didn't know about? Did they change the price? All those kind of things. We're really using these kind of daily funnel stats to map out and look back at trends super quickly and super easily within the ads reporting dashboard. Yeah, and you can see it like we're looking at one screen share right now that there's one day where it really stands out. The return on ad spend and the link click to purchase, and I'll get into that in just a second, all of a sudden halved in that Mm. one day. Like there's something that went wrong. And I think I know what went wrong that day, but it does happen. And it's great to be able to go into, you know, a tool like this and be able to troubleshoot it and say, oh, that's the reason why. Mm -hmm. And then obviously then you sort of back out, you know, the clues and figure out where the issue lies. So uh, is that what happened on that particular day? Maybe I can even take, you know, people through that specifically. Yes. And Obviously, make sure that you're kind of filtering on a day-to-day basis. Sometimes it's a bit funky and right now I'm trying to filter and it's not changing. Yeah, there was one particular day where, I mean, it happened It happened actually yesterday in this customer account where the purchase event actually stopped firing and we're firing initiate checkout event instead. So something's happened on the website. Something as simple as a theme update on Shopify can cause something like this. And basically, yeah, so we're now when someone buys well, yesterday at least, I'm hoping it's fixed today, the initiate checkout was firing. So we can see this so easily in here. We're like, oh, wow, the purchase events just halved. Oh, but look, the initiate checkout events doubled. And it's a really good way you know, of explaining, particularly if you are running ads for a customer, you can you know, take a screenshot or record a little Loom video. Look, hey, this is what I'm seeing in the funnel stats. We think there's an issue there. I mean, you, you'll obviously notice things in your ads manager first, but this is a really good backup tool as well. And then it's also a really good tool, if, you know, if you do like an end of month report, you can go through these stats and go, hey, look, on this day, we saw this huge drop that correlated with this change that was made, or we saw this big increase in conversion rate because we tested a different landing page or whatever. And it really allows you to make better decisions and to spot trends easily. That's one of the big things, you know, like particularly with conversion rates. If you know your conversion rate is, say, on average 2% and it doesn't deviate much, if you see a huge change in that conversion rate when you're looking back on your stats, you're like, something's wrong. Something's not right. Something big has happened. What is it? And then it really lets you troubleshoot things. Yeah, and when you're spending tens of thousands of dollars a day, like Mm -hmm. that could be a very major impact on a customer's business and on your business. 
and we're staring right at it right now. Mm -hmm. We can see what happened. Return on ad spend dropped by greater than half. Yep. Conversion link to purchase, which by the way, this is link clicks, not clicks. Very, very important. Yes. Clicks are not necessarily going off Facebook to your page or to your website. Link clicks, even though they don't typically correlate with landing page views, we won't even get into that for right now. For conversion rate purposes, a link click is when somebody wants to click either through the shop now button, through the headline, through a link that you have in the ad, maybe it's an image ad that clicks right through. Like those are all link clicks because they're basically going to a URL offsite. So those are the things that we look at when we're trying to figure out conversion rate. We don't use landing page views. We had a debate on that uh, inside mm -hmm. tier 11 a couple of months back. And we think, yeah, when somebody's clicking, like they're intending to get to the site mm -hmm. and when do they convert? Like what on average is the conversion rate from a link click to a purchase. And you can see that so easily here inside reporting. We always wanted this inside ads manager. And now, well, mm -hmm. I guess not now, but it's been here for maybe a while. And it's super helpful to see, not only to troubleshoot, but also like to measure lift on a new sales page or a new landing page or mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing. Like that's vital because yeah. everything that happens after the click that's almost as important as your ad that got them to click to begin with. Yeah, so totally. And these custom metrics, you know, they're super cool. And as you say, that you know, yeah, maybe we for some customers we are tracking that link click to landing page view conversion rate, and if we see changes in that. But then again, you know, all the different steps in the funnel: link click to view content, link click to add to cart or landing page to add to cart. You can create them all here and have them all sitting side by side. So you've basically got the customer journey and you can see what's happening and where the drop-offs are happening. Yeah. It's all mapped out right there. Yeah. And you can see it sort of, you know, left to right or however you want to set it up. And it's mm -hmm. just an amazing tool and you can save these reports. So it's not like you have to set them up every single time. You just go in, click in. It's probably like the first thing that a lot of me our media buyers probably do yep. is just to kind of go in, get a lay of the land and then figure out, okay, where do I go from there? Right. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Super useful. And I think we're using them across at least 90% of the accounts right now. We're looking at these daily funnel stats and uh, using them to make decisions, particularly for troubleshooting. Yeah. hundred percent. Hi there, it's Darren Clark, the producer of Perpetual Traffic, and we'll be right back with the show in just a moment. But first, I want to let you know that Digital Marketer, who bring you this show, have created a newsletter. It's called DM Insider, and it's a free collection of up-to-date, informed, and actionable marketing content delivered to your inbox every Monday morning. Sign up now to receive the next edition, and you'll also get instant access to 30 free marketing tools, swipe files, and copy and paste templates to streamline your marketing and kickstart your company's growth. So go to digitalmarketer.com to sign up. All right, back to the show. So number three cool thing that is going on in the agency all related to number one and number two. Mm -hmm. But number three, why don't you reveal the goods on this one? Ish. Reveal it. The big reveal is Facebook attribution. Mm. And yeah, we're using that more and more now to, again, make decisions and just have better visibility on what's happening with our ads and how is that relating to performance for our clients. Yeah. And this was uh, Molly and Andrew Tweedo did an episode about this. I think when it 
pretty much first came out, I think back in the springtime, as I recall, or maybe that's when, you know, it finally came out in its current iteration. We actually had access to this tool a few years back, if you recall, Mm -hmm. and it was, it was pretty crappy, but that's okay. Uh, They've definitely cleaned up their act here. And it seems like we were, you know, this is the one that Andrew was showing me pre-show that I didn't realize there was some of these features that were in here. So they're adding even more to it and getting it better and better and better and making it super visual too, Mm -hmm. which is tremendous. Yeah. So just as a general overview for attribution tool, go back to episode 197, with Andrew Tweedo. We'll leave that link in the show notes as well. So tell us uh, how you're using the attribution tool right now inside yep. Tier 11. Yep. So we have it set up for a few of our customers, not all. And one of the key things we're looking at is the conversion paths. That's the big one. So basically, we can see how many touch points is someone taking before they're converting. And it's super interesting what we're seeing in there. Ralph and I were just looking at it before. And for this one customer, there's, you know, 12 touch points. So basically 12 Facebook ads before they're converting. And that's not Wait an insane. Wait a second. Stop the presses. Yeah. That's when we have, da, da, need da, that da. like, like <laughs> rub the needle across the record. How many touch points before somebody buys on this customer? 12. <laughs> 12. Sometimes 14. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's a pretty high percentage. 14 touches. That's about 1% of their purchases down there. Yep. Yep. That's amazing. Totally. Yeah. And I think even there, we're, we're looking at this and there's, you know, six touch points is one of their most common paths. Six touch points on Facebook. Yeah. And this is where you can look at, and I think I referenced this before, maybe incorrectly. So this is where you can look at the 90-day attribution window. So you can see all this stuff happening over 90 days as opposed to 28 days. Through reporting, you can do any number of time. But the point is with inside the attribution tool, like we always say, well, it's default. You can see basically what happened 27 or 28 days ago Mm -hmm. on your ad today. Well, with this, you can actually go back 90 days. So it's even more powerful. So those you know, I'm sure there's a setting in here. Maybe you know it. I don't like for that one that where there's five touches, like when they all happened, they probably didn't all happen in one day. They might've happened anytime over those 90 days. Yeah, totally. That's correct. Yeah. If you play around when you're in that attribution tool and to get to the attribution tool, it's the same way when you're in ads manager, go up to the top left, click on that drop down, and then you get all the options under all tools to click through. And yeah, once you're in there, You can change your attribution window based on anything up to 90 day click and 90 day impression. Got it. Just uh, review attribution window for people who aren't familiar with what it is for the more advanced folks. This might be just a review. So what is an attribution window? So an attribution window is basically the length of time that Facebook is going to look back and see if conversions happen. So if I click on an ad today, then the standard attribution window is 28 days, click one day view, i.e. after 28 days they will, in your ads manager, there will no longer be anything reported in Facebook based on that click. However, when you come into attribution, if I click today, I will be able to see any action that happened as a result of that click up to 90 days from that click. 
So Facebook's looking back further to say, oh, you know, this person clicked back two months ago and these are all the actions that they took, you know, or this is the value of that customer. They've spent $200 on your products when you might look at ads managers and think that they only bought $100 of products. So it's really, really useful tool for those longer term lookbacks because I think, you know, we have a couple of customers right now who, who are looking at one day click and that's what they're Ugh. basing their business decisions on. And it's crazy. It's crazy to think that by seeing one Facebook ad, that's how people buy. It's just for most businesses, it's, it's just not true. It's, that's not how we work as humans. And the, the data in here shows it. Yeah. So for that customer, if you think humanly, like how this all works, I mean, what did I just recently buy. I recently bought, I think it was like a baseball bat for my son. I must've gone on like three different sites, four or five different times, went around. Finally, I got it at like allbats.com or something like that. But it was like the fourth time I had visited the site mm -hmm. just because I wasn't sure which one and asked him. And then I was on my mobile device and then I was on my iPad and I probably did it on my computer. And that's to buy like a bat. I'm not even seeing like you know, an mm. ad for that. That's just human nature. That's how people purchase things, especially things of higher value. Yep. Unless it's a one or two or three or $4 impulse buy, you know, you might not have that. But yep. in this particular case with this particular customer, it is, you know, it's a high performance surface coating company and their products aren't cheap. Nope. So there is a lot of, you know, for the average person, it's not inexpensive. So there are going to be multiple touch points before they actually make a purchase here. And it's just logical to think that way. If you think everybody's just going to see your Facebook ad and buy that day, like you're crazy. Mm -hmm. it's, totally. like, it's just not how it happens. Yeah. Point is, is for the customer that we want to change that on, we're still getting pretty damn good results. And they, yes, amazing results in that account for sure. Right. <laughs> so just imagine if they'd actually take a, a broader worldview. So yeah. With this, with the attribution tool, there is the 90-day click and visit attribution as well as 90-day impression. Mm. What does that mean to people? Like, tell us a little bit about that. Totally, yeah. So with 90-day impression, so that's if someone viewed an ad but didn't, might not have actually clicked on it. And I think, yeah, people get confused with that, with the click and the view attribution. A lot of people discount view attribution because I think that there's a general perception that, well, oh, they were going to buy anyway just because they saw an ad. It just reminded them that they wanted to do it. And I'm like, well, great that it reminded them. They might mm -hmm. not have remembered otherwise. And sometimes, you know, I often know that I'll see an ad, particularly if I'm on my mobile, I'll maybe see an ad or a video and I don't actually interact with it, but I'm like, oh, I'll take a screenshot of it. And then when I'm mm -hmm. back at my laptop later, I go and Google it. I look up the screenshot and then I go and Google that company. Now, I've never clicked on that ad, but the ad definitely prompted me to go, oh, I'll go and look at that later. Yeah, it's a big, big deal. And yep. we've had lots of, I wouldn't even say it's arguments, but heated discussions with customers mm. discounting. This is in site attribution. They call it the 90-day impression, but it's really, mm -hmm. it's a view-through conversion. Yep. So in this happens a lot especially if you're running a lot of video ads mm -hmm. on your front end for cold traffic, because a lot of people will just stop, scroll, watch the video. They might click to actually mm -hmm. watch the video. That's a click. That's not a link click, yep. however. But as soon as they click through to the site, now that is a click. Mm -hmm. But in our case, like a lot of times... I'll just see a video and I'll just hover over it or maybe turn up the sound or yep. whatever it happens to be and I'll watch it. 
Yep. If I buy on Google later on, which has happened plenty of times, well, which was it that actually created the conversion? Was it me watching the video and stopping and not clicking on the Facebook ad? Or was it my Google search when I got home, when I was at my laptop and said, hey, what was that thing? And then I you know, maybe try and find it. I do a search for it. I find it. And then I buy it. Inside Facebook, they would then treat that as a conversion. It mm-hmm. would be a view-through conversion because I never touched anything on the ad. Did Facebook have something to do with this, that sale? My yep. guess is that <laughs> if you're smart, you'd say yes. It's like yes. when Mike Rhodes says, it's like, which beer is it that gets yes. you drunk? Like the first <laughs> or the ninth? Yep. In his case, he always varies. He always says it's Tom Breeze, by the way. Which beer got Tom Breeze drunk? The first <laughs> or the twelfth? My guess is that somewhere in between, like it wasn't the first, it wasn't the twelfth, like they all contributed to mm-hmm. Tom, Tom Breeze's inebriation. Yep. The point is, is that in this case, the view through is really, really vital. So you can't discount it. So, and I noticed for the attribution tool, Facebook doesn't give you the option, at least from what I see, to show click on its own unless you can actually change something inside settings. I think that's probably sort of the default setting. Yeah, I think that that's the default setting. And I think when we go through, there's kind of four different tabs you'll see along the top when you're in that attribution tool. And if you're on the performance tab, I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, it doesn't give you that option just to show click through. What we're often just leaving it as is the default is the last touch and then changing the attribution window. Yeah. I agree. Yep. Yeah. And Andrew Tweedo goes into like all that a little bit more in detail in episode mm. 197. So if you want to get really geeked out and granular, go back to that episode where he talks about all the different settings that you can actually set for this. But mm-hmm. when he did it, it didn't look quite as cool as it does now. So it's actually, it's sort of new and improved. Yeah. Tool. It's super cool. And I think what's really useful for this client that we're looking at now is they've added the code for their Clavio integration and also for Google. So in the Facebook attribution tool, we are seeing the comparison with paid and organic Facebook and Instagram traffic and paid Google paid, uh, their Clavio, which is classed as paid, and then also their organic Google searches. You can see all of that in the Facebook attribution tool. So cool. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty intense. It's great to see that the conversion value for this customer is highest for Facebook, though. Yes. I always like to see that. We always like to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But then I I set one up, or we got access to one of our clients' ones earlier today, and I looked in there, and the Facebook is down, and I was like, hmm. But then I compared with Ads Manager, and the numbers were very, very different. So, you know, again, there's always going to be glitches and things, and, you know, we'll get on a call with Marketing Signs and work through that and troubleshoot it and see where there's clearly some error there. But yeah, for the most part, it's a fairly simple setup, because the attribution tool works, it's pixel-based, i.e., It's looking at the traffic coming to the pixel and then feeding that data back in as opposed to saying, okay, these are the ads that I'm running. How are these ads converting? It's based on the overall pixel, hence why you'll see paid Facebook and Instagram and also organic Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. The system is just so smart. Remember, this is people-based tracking. This isn't, you know, for old school internet marketers, this isn't pixel-based or cookie-based tracking. This is people-based tracking. We'll leave Mm -hmm. a link in the show notes that's beyond the scope of this episode here. We've already talked about some pretty in-depth stuff. But the point is, is Facebook is tracking your every movement 
mm-hmm. no matter where you are, whether it's you're using it on your app. And when I say Facebook, I mean Facebook, Instagram, you know, soon to come WhatsApp, WhatsApp Messenger yeah. as well. So, I mean, all these things are, you know, on all your devices, as long as you're logged in Facebook and all of us who use this platform are pretty much logged in all the time. Mm-hmm. So they know where you're at. So they can, that allows them, they've set up the platform you know, say what you will about the platform being too big in the news these days and too powerful. And well, it's because of this kind of stuff. And as an advertiser, this is like gold. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to have this granularity of where your conversions, where your customers are actually coming from on your different platforms of traffic and even your organic stuff. Yeah. And that's what the attribution tool enables you to do, which is so sweet. Yeah. Really, really cool. And I guess the biggest tip for using attribution is don't get overwhelmed by all the different settings and all the different things that you can choose in there. If you do get it set up, get in there, just have a, a look at it, have a quick look at you know what it's telling you in terms of where your biggest traffic sources are, you know, how many touch points people are taking on the ads. So that's like the conversion paths. That's where it shows you the number of touch points and then just the overall performance. And then kind of, you know, have a think about that at that higher level. Are there any decisions or changes that you want to make in your advertising based on that data? Um, Yes, you could spend hours in this tool and probably still not understand everything that's going on. So, yeah, use it at a higher level to begin with. Obviously, go deep if you have that desire and the time to do it. Yeah, there's, uh, I think with any of these tools, and I think that's what Facebook sometimes struggles with when they first come out, they're not as user-friendly mm. when they first come out, like when Power Editor first came yep. out. Like back when, <laughs> Horrendous. Know, really a, yeah, <laughs> oh my God. But now, you know, this tool, it's still going to be buggy. There's still going to be issues with it, but try not to get too overwhelmed with the data. Try and focus on the things that matter most to your business. Mm-hmm. And, Definitely. you know, for our customers inside tier 11, it's media mix. It's like, where am I getting my conversions and who's helping push along people along the pathway to ultimately convert? Mm. And most folks like are to the point now where they understand that Facebook plays a role in their advertising, even though it might try and grab. In a lot of cases, people think that Facebook tries to grab more credit for the conversion than it deserves. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's arguments either way. In my opinion, it does exactly what it needs to do. Yeah. And attribution tool sort of shows that. It's like, yeah, of course, like Facebook is driving a lot of your business, but Google is also doing a fair amount. Instagram, mm-hmm. obviously, Clavio is a yep. mix in there. And if you add more and more individual media sources, you know, to your mix, like there's organic for Bing that's in mm-hmm. here if you set it up correctly. So you can really figure out like, where is my business coming from? And mm-hmm. where should I spend more money? Where, yep. where should I spend less money? Or, you know, figuring out your media mix to, to get your business to grow faster through these platforms. So yep. this is pretty cool stuff. Any final words on attribution tool or anything else that we've talked about here? Um, just get involved. The one thing to take away from this, go into ads reporting and have a play around in there. Because I think, most advertisers are, are going to be shocked at how much you can do in there, how much visibility you can get, especially with these custom metrics and yeah, looking easily at conversion rates and AOV and things like that within ads reporting. Well, cool. Well, this has been a longer what's working now inside tier 11 with Angela Ponsford here, but hopefully there's some real gems in there for you and things that maybe you haven't thought about inside ads manager and all these other tools that are associated with ads manager. 
And of course, if you want all this stuff done for you, you can contact us, which I had mentioned previously. So Tier 11 is taking on new customers in 2020. So go to the Tier 11 website, tier11.com forward slash work with us. Click the big pink button and talk to us if you're spending $30,000, dollars $50,000 per month minimum on Facebook and Instagram, or you're a seven-figure, high seven-figure, eight-figure businesses. We don't take on brand new customers, guys. We just don't. If you don't have a business or you don't have any ad spend or you have $100 to spend on Facebook ads, we're not the agency for you. We do have a program called Ads Accelerator, which our guys can talk to you about, which might be a better match for you to get to the levels where you might be able to work with us at a much higher level. But regardless, if you are interested in outsourcing your Facebook and Instagram spend to a top-notch agency, we think we're pretty good here without sounding arrogant. Obviously, Ange knows her stuff. Go to tier11.com forward slash work with us and talk to us about working with us in 2020. Yes. So Angela Ponsford, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, no, that's been heaps of fun. And I love sharing this stuff. So man, that is a lot of stuff here on the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. A lot of great new tools or tools that have been around for a while, but now new revisions, now new refinements inside the ads manager to help grow your business more efficiently using Facebook and Instagram ads. And you know, this platform just continually gets better and better. Say what you will about what everyone says about it in the popular press, but I think the popular press has finally figured out that this is such a powerful tool that you know we might be seeing some changes on the platform in the next couple of years is my guess. But the point is, is that it still has a tremendous impact on businesses and we see it every single day inside Tier 11 as a full service Facebook and Instagram ad agency. And like I said, in the start of the show, if you are interested in working with us in 2020, we are taking on new customers into the new year but definitely schedule a call now. So if you're spending, you know, mid five figures, 30 to $50,000 per month in Facebook ad spend right now, and you just want to get somebody else to do it that can take it things to the next level for you, that would be a great a potential conversation we could have with you. Or if you're a high seven figure, eight figure plus nine figure, 10 figure business looking to really launch the Facebook platform for your business and get into direct response advertising. We'd love to talk to you about that. And there might be a match there for you to work with us in 2020. So make sure that you go to tier11.com forward slash work with us, or just go to tier11.com, click the big pink button and schedule a call for us to talk. I will be taking a, a lot of those calls in 2020, but I look forward to talking with you about your business and how we can help you grow faster with Facebook and Instagram ads. So for all the resources and everything that we mentioned here on the show, go to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast episode 230. This is Ralph Burns. This has been a tremendous amount of fun nerding out on all these new cool things going on inside Facebook and Instagram. And special thanks to Angela Ponsford for coming on the show and dropping the bombs, knowledge bombs on what's happening and what's working now inside tier 11. So until next week, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.